Welcome to Inspiring Stories from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about the founding of the Salvation Army in America. Eliza Shirley was born to Amos and Annie Shirley in Coventry, England in 1862. Her father was a minister, and her earliest memories were of praying at the family altar. During a Christian mission revival meeting, Eliza committed her life to Christ when she was 15. The mission, a precursor to the Salvation Army, conducted evangelistic street meetings in which Eliza quickly became active. William Booth, the Army's founder and first general, appointed Eliza to the post of assistant evangelist at Bishop Auckland in northern England. She was 16. Along with Captain Annie Alsop, Eliza thrived in her work among the miners and was soon promoted to the rank of lieutenant. She gained the nickname Gospel Trumpet. Her father had come to America in the aftermath of the Civil War to work as a foreman at Adams & Company, a silk mill in Philadelphia. Appalled by the working conditions, Amos Shirley asked his wife and daughter if they couldn't expand the Salvation Army's mission to include the United States. This was a great surprise, Eliza later wrote, as I was nicely established in my corps as lieutenant, but the more I prayed and meditated, the more convinced I was that it was of God. When Eliza shared this proposal with William Booth, however, he tried to dissuade her. He didn't like the idea of having a Salvation Army outpost so far away from England. The 16-year-old was daunted, but she could not give up her dream, even for General Booth. When he saw her determination, he told Eliza she could have no official backing from him because he was not prepared to begin a mission so far away. Nevertheless, he said, if you feel you must go and you do start a work, start it on Salvation Army principles. You may call it the Salvation Army, and if it is a success, write us, and we may see our way clear to take hold. The plucky 17-year-old sailed to the U.S. in 1879 with her mother and a hundred songbooks. They were reunited with Amos Shirley in March and immediately set out to find a place in which to conduct their meetings. Eliza recalled years later, rent of halls were beyond our reach. We had no money, no friends, no influences, nothing but the burning, unquenchable yearning to save the people. Meanwhile, she became a popular speaker and singer at holiness and temperance meetings in Philadelphia. In September, Eliza became excited about a decrepit chair factory available for $300 a year. The one-story building had been used as a hospital during the Civil War and a stable since then. It lacked flooring and the unplastered walls were thick with filth. Several holes gaped in the roof. Eliza, her mother said, people will never come to a place like this. The teenager responded, Mother, Jesus was born in a stable. Surely this is good enough for the birthplace of the Salvation Army in America. 
The owner of the building was startled at the prospect of renting it to two female preachers and asked to see Amos before he would consent. Mr. Shirley paid the man a month's rent in advance, drawn from his future salary. That accomplished, the Shirleys worked to revitalize the old building. They covered the bare floor with sawdust and whitewashed the walls. Kerosene lamps cheered the cavernous place. Then they posted flyers around town announcing the October 5, 1879 opening of the Salvation Army. Their work appeared to be a dismal failure when night after night very few people ventured inside the building. However, thousands started to attend their open-air gatherings, if only to shout abuse at the Shirleys or pelt them with mud, sticks, and stones. When they asked for the mayor's protection, he said they were causing the problems and should stay off the streets. One Sunday night, however, the tide turned. No one had shown up for the meeting, but a crowd gathered around a tar barrel someone had ignited. The Shirleys used the opportunity to invite people to their assembly. An infamous drunk known as Reddy asked if God could do anything with a wretch like me. Amos Shirley promised that he could and asked him to follow his family to the building for a service. Reddy did, and the curious throng followed. Reddy went forward during the altar call and returned the following week neatly dressed and in his right mind. He was the Salvation Army's first American convert. His story created such interest that crowds flocked to the meetings and many were won to Christ. Soon the Shirleys ran out of room to accommodate all the people who swarmed to the services and funds began to pour in. Eliza wrote to General Booth in England asking him for an officer and soldiers to round out their staff. Impressed with the work the Shirleys had done, Booth sent Commissioner George Scott Railton and six Hallelujah Lassies in March 1880. He also promoted Eliza to the rank of captain. Within a month of Railton's arrival, New York and Newark, New Jersey had opened their own corps. In 1881, Annie Shirley opened another in Baltimore. William Booth visited Philadelphia in September 1886, deeply impressed with his band's persistence in the face of much opposition. Thank you for joining me for Inspiring Stories from American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.